called Wait Till I Get My Money Right. And Friday, the Lord changed all that. Um, I have a word from the Lord. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, you picked the right Sunday to come to church. Grab your Bibles, go to Psalms 91. Psalms 91. There is a word from the Lord on today. Psalms 91. <clears throat> I'll be reading from the New King James Version. I tried to read it in NIV. It just don't sound right. So I'm a little old school. And so I got to go a little old school on this morning. Psalms 91. The Bible says, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in him I will trust. Surely he, has, he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. He shall cover you with his feathers and under his wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor the, by the arrow that flies by the day, nor the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. But it shall not come near you. Only with your eyes shall you look and see the reward of the wicked because you have made the Lord who is my refuge, even the most high, your dwelling place. No evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. I ain't got a church yet. Nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. In their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against the stone. You shall tread upon the lion and the cobra, the young lion and the serpent. You shall trample and trample underfoot because he has set his love upon me therefore I will deliver him I will set him on high because he has known my name he shall call upon me and I will answer he shall call upon me and I will answer he shall call upon me and I will answer I will be with him in trouble I will deliver him and honor him with long life I don't have a church that understand it. You don't read no Bible. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I want to preach and teach from this subject just for a few minutes. Safe in secret. Safe in secret. Ladies and gentlemen, when I need strength, when I need power, when I need courage to make it through another week, 
I go to the book of Psalms. For every shifting mood, for every emotional trauma, for every difficult issue of life, one can find an answer and antidote in the book of Psalms. Because Psalms reads like a diary of experiences from people who have struggled with the vicissitudes of life, preach Philip, and wrestled with their own difficulties and yet somehow came out with the faith and hope and even a praise. There's a psalm for anything that you go through. There are psalms of lament that when you are in emotional overload and all the writer feels like is crying. There are psalms of revenge when David asked God, kill all my enemies. But each and every psalm contains a powerful word when the soul needs to be encouraged. I don't know if I got to talk back church, but I need you to talk back with me because I came to preach today. Because will you just walk through the Psalms with me so that we can encourage ourselves on this morning? Psalms 1, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, he meditates both day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bring forth fruit in its season, whoever whose, whose leaves will also not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. I feel like walking it today. Psalms 8, O oh Lord, our Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth, who have set your glory above the heavens. Verse 3, when I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have ordained, what is man? that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you visit him for you have made him a little lower than the angels and you have crowned him with glory and honor you don't know that but you know this one the Lord is my shepherd I shall not want he maketh me to lie down in green pastures he leaves me beside still waters he restores my soul he leaves me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake yea though I walk through the valley of shadow of death I will fear no evil for thou art with me your rod and your staff they comfort me you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies you anoint my head with oil my cup runneth over surely Goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. You don't know that one. The earth is the Lord's in the fullness thereof, the world and those that dwell therein. For he hath founded upon the sea and established upon the waters, who may ascend unto the hill of the Lord, and who may stand in his holy place. He who has clean hands and a pure heart, who has not lifted his soul to an idol, nor sworn deceitfully, he shall receive a blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. This, O Jacob, the generation of those who seek him, who seek his face, lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be ye lifted up, ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is the King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be ye lifted up, and the King of, who is the King of glory? and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked came against me, they eat of my flesh. The enemies in my foes, they stumble and fail. Though an army may encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. The war shall rise up against me. I will be confident in this. One thing have I desired of 
mercy, blot out my transgressions, wash me thoroughly from my iniquity, and cleanse me from sin. Let me drop down to verse 10. Create in me a clean heart and renew in me a right spirit. I still don't have a church yet. Psalms 100, make a joyful noise unto the Lord. and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. And bless his You still ain't with me. You still ain't with me. You still ain't with me. So I'm going to go ahead and go to the last one. Psalm 34. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name. Look at somebody say, you better get you a song. But when I become overwhelmed with life and it seems like my world is closing in on me, my, song, my favorite psalm by far is Psalm 91. Y'all sit down, sit down. And I thought it would be appropriate to deal with this text because of the fear that has hit our nation because of this coronavirus. Many across the country and the world are fearful because this disease reminds us of the insecurities of life. Fearful of what will happen next. Fearful of if you will get paid or not. Fearful if there will be food in the grocery stores. Fearful if your toilet paper going to run out. Fearful that if you cough, do you have it? Fear is running rampant all around us. There are saints that are part of our fellowship that didn't show up this morning because they'd rather sit at home in fear. But God stopped me on Friday and said to remind the people of God that God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. In other words, prepare, but don't panic. <laughs> Just because the world panics does not mean the people of God are to panic. Just because the news sows fear-mongering doesn't mean that the saints are supposed to be fearful. And I came to let somebody know, stop allowing the world around you to doubt the word of God in you. That was good right there. Because some of you sit in front of your TV and you inhale that stuff for hours and hours on end. And it affects your psyche. And now here you are all doom and gloom when you serve the God that is in control of heaven and then earth. There is nothing that's not out of his control. And is there anybody in here that say Corona can be going on out there, but I serve a God that got me in the palm of his hand. I'm not going to let the world stop me from believing the word that is inside of me. So if you have fear 
or an anxiety about corona or any issue in your life, the Lord says, he who dwells in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the almighty. Now, when I looked at this text, Minister Teresa, my concern with the text is that the psalmist spends the next 15 verses explaining how wonderful it is being in the secret place. But the struggle I have with it, Minister Brianna, is the psalmist never tells us where's the secret place at. Because if you would just give me an address, I would run to the secret place. I asked myself, which person is safe? Which job is safe? Which relationship is safe? Because I just want to be found in the secret place. But I found out that sometimes we are trying to find a physical place because you are reading the text through a carnal mind. But the secret place is not, is not something that is carnal or physical. The secret place is a place in the spirit. In fact, the secret place, but ladies and gentlemen, was offered to you just a few minutes ago. Maisha was up singing about how he's never lost a battle. And I turned around and looked at some of you, and you couldn't even lift your hands. But I came to let you know that was the secret place being offered to you. If you would just jump in and get in that secret place. Because you are allowing being reserved to diminish your reverence. And because you look at worship through your carnal eyes, you think that worship, watch this, is emotionalism. But worship has nothing to do with emotions. It has everything to do with worship. Jesus comes along and says those that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Worship might affect your emotions, but worship is not caused by your emotions. Worship is a deeper level, a deeper reality that you go into the presence of God where the enemy can't follow you, where the storms can't get you, where worry can't have you where depression can't grip you it's in the secret place of the most high and I came to let somebody know don't come into the building called freedom and miss the place called the secret place don't sit in the seat and miss the place don't listen to the music and miss the place because in his presence is the fullness of joy and at his right hand are pleasures evermore I need to take a pause for the cause and find out is there anybody in here that can go ahead and tap in into that secret place of the most high. I dare you to lift your hands, open up your mouth, and give God the glory. See, see, some of you, some of you, some of you are so carnal when it comes to the presence of God that when I tell you to lift your hands, you think that's a command that I'm trying to get you to follow. It ain't a command that I'm trying to get you to follow. It's a place that I'm trying to get you into. Because can I tell you something? If you find the secret place, it'll keep you out my office. If you find the secret place, you ain't got to have 12 prayer partners to get you through one day. If you find the secret place, you ain't got to scratch your head and sit up in the bed with the covers pulled over your, fa- your head. Is there anybody in here that say, I know about that secret place, the place where my heart gets mended, the place where confusion leaves my mind the place where all my problems got to move out the way the place where the devil can't find me now i'm gonna give you 10 seconds to open up your mouth throw your head 
secret place. I need the secret place. I need the secret place. You go ahead and ask your neighbor, but I need the secret place. You go ahead and come to church and play, but I need the secret place. I need a place where I can come and get into the presence of God. You know what I realized? I didn't come to see y'all. I didn't come to see what you got on. I didn't even come to hear about your problems. I came to get in the secret place. Because I've discovered it's in his presence that everything I need will be provided. Can I call the role, Maisha? There's joy in his presence. There's peace in his presence. There's love in his presence. There's strength in his presence. There's power in his presence. There's long-suffering in his presence. There's patience in his presence. Everything I need is in the presence of the And somebody say it's in the secret place. God, what are you doing with my fears through the secret place? What is the safety in the secret place? Psalmist says, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the almighty I will say to the Lord he is my refuge and my fortress my God in him I will trust what is he doing in the secret place here's my point number one point number one is trust is being developed in the secret place trust is being developed in the secret place. Um, it is amazing that, that the only time we feel safety is in numbers. We, we, we're safe as long as we got a lot of people liking our photo on social media. We feel good about ourselves as long as a lot of people are patting us on the back. I get up and preach every Sunday. And I kid you not, after every message, I can walk away. The whole church be blessed. People slain in the spirit. People done got delivered. And in my mind, I see the one person that sat there with their mouth poked out and their arms folded. In my mind, I see the one person that played the entire service and they needed the greatest deliverance. Because trust is, 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 is developed when we got numbers, not with God. God don't need a whole lot in order to build you up. In fact, God has a way of building you up all by yourself. In verses 1 and 2 of the psalm, he, the psalmist uses, watch this, four different names of God. In the first two verses, he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say unto the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress my God in whom I trust. Uh, most high, almighty, Lord, my God. Most high, almighty, Lord, my God. Most high, almighty, Lord, my God. Now my question became, why, psalmist, did you have to use 
four different names to describe one God. Why is it that in two verses you go through four different names? Now, you would only understand this if you understood which each one of them meant. Let me go ahead and teach before I preach. Number one, he calls them the Most High. Most High is Elion. Elion, E-L-Y-O-N, Elion. It means to ascend. It means to go up. It means that God is the strongest of the strong, the superlative God, the one that surpasses all others. He is supreme. He's above all other powers and authority. It means that God, the most high God, cannot be, here it is, rivaled by any other God. He cannot be rivaled by any other idol. He cannot be rivaled by any other created being. He is superior in every way. Nothing can compare with his power. I know you want me to preach on your boo, but can I preach on the greatest one that ever was? Nothing can compare to his greatness. He is the most high God. You don't know why you sung the song. Who are you, great mountain, that you should not be that you should not bow low. You might be high mountain, but I know the secret place of the most high, Elion. Corona might be high, but I know who is the most high. Cancer might be high, but I know who's the most high. Your bills might be high, but I know who is the most high. Is there anybody in here that serves the most high God? Let's just say Elion. Most high, most high. Then he calls him Almighty. And Almighty means Shaddai. Ah, Almighty, Shaddai, or Shaddai. The, the name Shaddai means all powerful, it means omnipotent, it means he's a mighty God, it means that he overpowers all opposition, it means that he overpowers all opposition. He is more than sufficient to meet any need. It means he's power and provision. God, I wish I had somebody right there. Oh, in, in his great compassion, he sustains us. He nourishes us. He protects us. He takes my weaknesses and gives me strength. He is my adequate resource. He is sufficient in all ways. He uses them for his great and powerful purpose. He is so powerful that he can take what's good in my life and he can take what's bad in my life and he's so powerful that he can work it all together for my good I need to know is there anybody in here that realize you made it to this Sunday because God took a little bad and he took a lot of good and he mixed it together and it all became good elbow your neighbor and tell your neighbor it's all good baby I know I'm catching hell but it's all good I know I'm going through but it's all good I know I got sickness in my body but it's all good He's almighty, but thirdly, he calls him Lord or Yahweh or Jehovah. When Moses asked God, who shall I tell them who sent me? God tells Moses, tell them that my name is I am that I am. Good translation, but a better translation is I am who I am. Or, watch this, I will be who I will be. It means, here's what he's trying to say. If I am that I am, he's saying that my name, watch this, is forever. God doesn't have a beginning, and he doesn't have an ending. 
Just because when you found him, that didn't make his beginning. He's always been there and he will always be there. There is no beginning and ending of God. You can go back through the ages and he's there. You can go forward in the future and he'll still be there. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall stand forever. God, I wish I had somebody. He's Alpha and Omega. Well, why is that good? I don't understand why people are shouting. I don't understand why people are making all that noise. I don't understand why he's hollering at us this Sunday morning. I'll tell you why, he, why I'm hollering at you. Because when I realize that he lasts forever, what it means is he's a consistent God. <laughs> Ooh, look at your neighbor. Tell your neighbor, say, neighbor, he's been consistently good. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah. He's been consistently there. He's been consistently taking care of for me. He's been consistently looking out for me. He's consistently watch over me. He consistently provides for me. He consistently heals me. He consistently makes a way for me. And you think I'm going to sit here and act like I serve a God that is most high he's almighty he's the Lord and the last thing he says is he's my God and God means Elohim Elohim now Elohim is a compound word that connects two words together El means God the only problem with El um, is that El can refer to anybody because El does not necessarily denote the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. But Elohim is God, the maker of the universe, the supreme creator of all life. Are y'all tired of me already? The supreme one or the mighty one. Now, what got me about this grace was I noticed that the psalmist uses Elohim. Watch this. I'm in the text, verse number two. After he says that God is his refuge and fortress. He doesn't use Elohim until after he declares that God is his refuge and fortress. Now, the only times something, the only time that something can give you refuge is that there must be imminent danger. I ain't got nobody yet. The only time I need a fortress is I have some threat that's coming after me. God, I wish I had somebody right here. Because Elohim is only used after experience and maturity is exercised in your faith. All right, sit right there. I'm coming for you. It's not until you've gone through some things, turn me up in these monitors, some things that God, with God, that you find out my security and my safety is in God. Now, I have to just go ahead and preface this, that this next praise ain't for all y'all. Because you are still at elementary level, base value with who God is. Watch this. It's just like when a child sees a furry animal. They will automatically call that furry animal a dog because that's all they know. So they look at the dog and call it dog. They look at the cat and call it dog. They, they, they look at any furry animal and they point and say, dog. And you have to come behind them and correct them and say, no, that's a cat. 
But as they mature, they will be able to differentiate between a dog and a cat. It takes maturity to know the difference between a dog and a cat. And even as they grow even more mature, they will be able to call the dog a specific breed. So it's no longer a dog. Now, what kind of dog is that? It's a poodle. Because it took experience. It took growth. It took maturity to figure out it's no longer just a dog, but I done been through some stuff, and I done learned some stuff, and now I know that dog is actually a poodle. That's what Elohim means. It means I used to know God only through my blessings, but now that I've been matured and been through some battles, I see God in my trials. Now that I got some scars, I see God in my afflictions. Now that I've had to suffer, I see God in my trouble. Because when you've been through some stuff with God And he's been your refuge and your fortress I now know him as Elohim Is there anybody in here that knows your God? He ain't just almighty He ain't just most high He ain't just Lord But now he is Elohim I guess somebody in here to give your God Give Elohim a praise Because you know him for Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why don't you post when you're going through a trial, God is good? <laughs> Why is the only post that you put on social media when you lodge and in charge and you look good with that filter? When was the last time that you had your heart broken? disappointed on your job took a picture of yourself slapped a smile on your face lifted up one hand and put in the caption I'll bless the Lord at all times and his praise shall cause that ain't for the mature that ain't for the immature that takes maturity cause I see God even when I don't get the job I see God even when I don't get the promotion I see God even when I don't have the money because I don't mature to that level He's trying to get us to grow up. So what I call him, Elo, uh, Elion, Shaddai, Yahweh, or Elohim, my trust in God has been developed because, watch this, Amber, I have experienced his name. And when I experience his name, my trust is developed. I was telling somebody the other day, I said, um, uh, he said, he said, What's your name? I said, it's Philip. And they said, is it okay that I call you Phil? And I looked at him and I said, no. Because <laughs> my uh, birth certificate don't say Phil. In fact, the only person that can call me Phil is Mamie Lee Robertson Floyd. And the only reason why Mamie Lee Robertson Floyd can call me Phil is because she knows me intimately enough to call my name on that level. God, I wish I had somebody. See, when you don't know him on that level, you can't call him on that level. 
but when you know his name I could be in my midnight hour sitting on the side of my bed with tears coming out my eyes and if I don't know Elion and El Shaddai I know one name that's above every name that at the name of Jesus every knee has got to bow and every tongue has got to confess I need to find out if I got a church this morning that can stretch your hands toward heaven and take 10 seconds and call that name that's above every name don't call pastor name don't call that deacon name I need somebody to holler Jesus I need somebody to holler Jesus when sickness is in my body I got a name when depression trying to take me out I got a name when I ain't got two nickels to rub together I got a name when everybody else walk off and leave me I got a name when I'm confused at what's going on I got a name is there anybody in here that can say I got a name pastor that when I can't reach you I got a name when I can't call my mama I got a name his name is Jesus he's the most high God he's the one that reigns he's the one that's in control he's the one that makes things He's the one that makes sickness back up. His name is Jesus. somebody say, I got a name. So after trust is developed, if I'm in a secret place, the secret place is the place where I learn trust. My trust is developed in the secret place. After I, my trust is developed, number two, my trouble is taken in the secret place. My trouble is taken in the secret place. You know what I discovered? Fear is selective. In other words, you're going to like this. You choose what you're afraid of. Mm-hmm. I remember my early 20s when I first got, it was 1998, no, 99, 1999. And my first car I had got in 1994, Honda Accord, gold, with, with, with cream interior. I couldn't afford no rims because I'm from Miami and back then you had to put rims on everything. So I went to go get the hubcaps that look like rims. Y'all ain't, y'all ain't, y'all don't know what I'm talking about right there. You just pop one out and pop it in. And so it looked like a rim until you look real close. <laughs> and I remember in my early 20s when I first got a car. In, in Miami at that time, you used to drive everywhere 80 miles an hour. You would be in the neighborhoods driving 80 miles an hour. And I remember uh, I moved to Jacksonville and I was still driving 80 miles an hour. And I got stopped at the same place three days in a row and got a ticket. And I couldn't believe that people stopped you in Jacksonville for driving 80 miles an hour because in Miami, everybody drove 80 miles an hour. You moved out the way. And that time, Police didn't stop you to give you a ticket. They were dealing with real crimes in Miami. So you didn't really get no ticket in Miami. You just drove real fast. And I'm in my 20s. I would drive real fast in the car with friends, laughing. 
as a car would speed around the city 80, 90 miles an hour. If you were in the street, we would honk real loud before we got there and have some choice words to tell you to move out the way. B.C., before Christ. <laughs> but you couldn't catch me doing that now. Because there is a fear that I will hurt myself or someone else. Now, I'm the same person. But now, what I used to didn't fear, now I do fear. What changed? After going through life's ups and downs, you learn, here we go, to be cautious. Now, I'm going to miss half of y'all right here. Um, because what, I, what you know now, you didn't know back then. And the reason why some people can look at your life and call you boring and look at your life and call you lame is because they have not been in the accidents you've been in. They haven't seen the tragedies like you've seen. But look at your neighbor just in case they a little wet behind the ears and say, neighbor, keep on living. See, I've discovered that people are reckless because they are inexperienced. And your experience has taught you, watch this, if you like me, what was funny ain't funny no more. I ain't got no real people. I wish I had a talk back church. Y'all just, I'm talking to you. Yeah, because once you experience it, you learn to be careful. Once you experience this, you learn to look before you leap. Once you experience it, you don't open your mouth and tell your business to everybody. I'm talking to you. Once you experience it, you don't fall in love so easily because your faller is broke. Once you have seen how people have fallen into traps and got destroyed, you learn to be careful. You learn to be cautious. You learn not to move so quickly. When you've been broke long enough, you learn how to hold a dollar. <laughs> My mother used to tell me, what I can't teach you, life will. Because sometimes it takes experiences for you to learn that ain't the way to do it. But what happens when fear grips you to the place that it stops you from progressing in your life? Because, ladies and gentlemen, it is possible to have so many disappointments and failures that you stop trying. It is possible that so much has happened that you no longer expect anything better. And this is why the psalmist says, get to the secret place. Because between verses 3 and 16, I'll summarize it, I ain't going through all of them. The psalmist lays out eight promises from God in the secret place. I don't have it on the screen. You have to listen to it later because I got to go quickly. Number one, he says, I will rescue you. I will deliver you. I will cause you to escape. Two, I will protect you. I will set him on a high place. Three, I will answer you. I will respond to you. I will speak to you. Number four, I will be with you in trouble, in afflictions, in distress. Number five, I will deliver you. I will rescue you and bring you into safety. Number six, I will honor you. I will make you rich. I will make you strong. I will heavy you with honor. Number seven, with long life, I will satisfy you to have abundance and joy in the journey and number eight and I will show you my salvation I will let you see your deliverance and your victory in other words there's a promise in the secret place now this means nothing to you if all you do 
is come to God. It's going to get tight right through here. Look at your neighbor. Say, neighbor, you should have shouted before now. This is, this is difficult. If all you've learned how to do is come to God with your hand out but never desire his heart. What we fail to realize is that you can get anybody's stuff. But when you get their stuff, here's what you don't realize. You got the cheapest part of them. Why? Because I'm better than my stuff. I, the stuff I own. Because if I bought it, it didn't buy me. So I'm the best part of the gift. You can take my money, but that ain't the best part. I don't care if I got all the money in the world. It still ain't the best part. Because I can lose all that money, but as long as I got me, I can make the money all over again. You're missing the best part. I know you got that gold digging spirit. We're going to deliver you from that in, in Jesus' name. I know you all you want to do is come in people's life and take from them and get what they got. You want their notoriety. You want their influence. You want to be around them for the wrong reasons, but you are missing the best part of who they are. So if you got my stuff and not me, my stuff is nothing compared to the one who gave it to you. Some of you praise God for money. But when you've been through some stuff, you start to praise God. Watch this, because he sustained you. I ain't got a church yet. Y'all tired. Some of you worship God because you want a new job. But some of us worship God because he turned my morning into dancing. Some of you come to church because you think it's going to give you some brownie points with God. But some of us come because when I get in the secret place, my trouble is taken right here in the presence of the Lord. I need to know what's your motives behind what you do. When I come into a secret place, I give him my trial, he gives me his peace. I give him my struggle, he gives me my strength. I give him my fears, he gives me more faith. I give him my misery, he gives me more grace. My trouble is taken in the secret place of the most high. I didn't come in here to get something from God. I came in here to give him all that I got. And while I'm giving him all that I got, he's giving me everything that he has. The earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof and those that dwell therein. God says, I'll give you exceedingly and abundantly above all you can ask or think. If you delight yourself in me, I will give you the desires of your heart. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. When my hands go up, it's because God is loading me up with more. When I give him the praise, it's because God keeps on blessing me over and over again. I serve a great God that blesses me and takes my weariness and gives me just what I need. Is there anybody in here that can give God a praise? Because in his presence, let me prove it to you. Let me prove it to you. Let me prove it to you. My trouble is taken in his presence. Um, um, I think this is why some of us struggle in church. We struggle because we come in and you go home and you wonder, why it ain't happening for me? I came to church. I gave half my time today. You get that when you get home. I, I, I sung one time. Why ain't the floodgates opening up for me? I, I gave God 
you know, the, the pastor said, lift your hand. I lifted it here. Why is it not happening for me? Because I've discovered that the God you serve and the God I serve is a gentleman. And he does not force himself on you. You got to be a willing participant in what happens. This is why you can sit right next to somebody, you leave and say you didn't get nothing, and they leave and their whole life has been turned around because they put something in, and when they put something in, they got something out. I need you to look at your neighbor and say, go ahead, get the cute award, but I'm going to get everything I need from God. You go ahead and be Miss Muchy Much in. You go ahead and be Mr. I don't do all that, but I need to know, is there anybody in here that say, I came in here with my heart overwhelmed. I came in here with issues in my house. I came in here wondering how I'm going to pay my bills. I came in here struggling in my body, and I ain't got time to play with none of y'all Negroes. I got to make sure that by the time I leave this place, he takes all my trouble. He takes all my pain. He takes all my hurt. He takes all my confusion. I got to give him everything I've got. I need somebody in here to give him everything you got. Open up your mouth. Give God the glory. Open up your mouth. Give God the praise. Open up your mouth. Give him all you got. You ain't got to tell your neighbor, but I need somebody in here to declare out your own mouth. I'm leaving here freed up. I'm leaving here. I'm leaving here lighter. I'm leaving here with a weight lifted off me. I'm leaving here with a confidence in God that I didn't have before. I'm leaving here knowing that God is going to work all things together for my good. I'm leaving here knowing that no weapon that's formed against me shall be able to prosper. I'm leaving here knowing that by the time I get to work, it's already worked out. That by the time I get to the doctor, it's already happened. My trust is developed in the presence of God. My trouble is taken in the secret place. And number three, and I'm done. I'll leave you alone. Number three, my triumph will come. My triumph will come. My trust is developed. My trouble is taken. And my triumph will come. Um, now, April, I was going to deal with this because that one line that say it wouldn't come near your house, you know, no disease would come near your house. And that thing kept messing with me. And the Lord said to me, he said, you playing me cheap. <laughs> you, you still looking for byproduct. You looking at a consequence but I need you to see the reason why you need to be in a secret place. And it wasn't until I dropped down to verse number 15 that I saw why triumph comes. Verse number 15 wrecked me, Chantel. Verse 15 says, he shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. I was worried about Corona coming to my house. And God said, you play me G. I'm bigger than that. I need you. Don't even look at your neighbor because some of your neighbors ain't even with this whole message. I need you to just declare, I serve a big God. 
I, I, I'm, I'm tired of being after byproduct. You go ahead and get the money. You go ahead and get the man. You go ahead and get the job. But I'm after something deeper from God. I need something greater than that. Because I had a man and it didn't satisfy me. I had money and it still wasn't enough. I got the job and it got on my last nerve. So I, obviously I need something deeper than that. I'm tired of byproduct. I need the source. So what's the source? He shall call upon me. And I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. Let me break this down real quick. I sh he shall call upon me. So I call upon the Lord and I will answer. Now you think that's a good place to shout, but those that's mature in God understand that sometimes God answers no. There's some people in here that think he say yes all the time. Um, um, there's sometimes that when you surrender to his will, you will ask God and he will say, and if he don't say no, he say, do it, Lord. So I couldn't shout there because I've been in God long enough to realize that sometimes his answer is no or not yet. Then the Bible says, he shall call upon me, I will answer him, I will be with him in trouble. Now that sounds good, but that means I'm still in trouble. It just means he's with me. Now that's a good place to shout, ain't nothing wrong with that. Because sometimes you need a comforter. Sometimes you need somebody that will help you through what you're going through. So it's a good place to shout, but that wasn't a shout. What got me was, you call upon me, I'll answer you. I'll be with you in trouble. But just in case you think my resume stops there, let me give you this next part. And I will deliver you. That messed me up. Why did that mess you up, Pastor? Because when I looked at the etymology of the word deliver, I had to discover that there's two meanings to this same word. I looked at the commentary, I said, commentary. Does that mean that one of them applies? The commentary said, no, Philip, both of them applies at the same time. I said, well, okay, what does this word deliver mean? The first meaning, this first meaning of deliver means God is pulling the person out of the trouble and out of the situation. Good place to shout, but it didn't stop there. It's a scenario, watch this, where the troubled person plays only a passive role. I think I went too fast for you. This deliver means that God will get you out of it, but the person has to play a passive role in the deliverance. It means that I don't fear because God says, be still and know that I am your God. The reason why some of you ain't delivered yet is because you keep on moving. You over here one minute, you over there the next, but God is trying to tell somebody, be still and know that I am your God. I need you to play a passive role in this scenario. I don't fear because God says the battle is not yours. 
The battle I feel like preaching is the Lord's. All I need you to do is show up for the fight. But when you show up for the fight, lift your hands and watch me do my best work. I need somebody to understand that God is bringing you into a season of a sweatless victory. All you got to do is worship. All you got to do is praise him. All you got to do is keep your praise up. All you got to do is keep on worshiping him. You ain't got to fight. Just be still and he'll deliver you. There was another meaning to this word deliver. First meaning means he's going to get me out. Passive. Just stand there. I'll wait on the Lord and be of good courage. He will strengthen my heart. Wait, I say on the Lord. I just got to wait. And the Lord will bring me out. Passive. But this other meaning of deliver was not so passive. The second meaning of this word deliver, watch this, means equipping this word deliver right here means that he equips you for war okay that he is going to provide the resources necessary to handle the situation you in God says if I don't pull you out I'll deliver you in if I don't snatch you out of the situation, I'll make sure to give you everything you need while you in the situation. Can I go ahead and bust it up real quick? That's why I got a praise that I had. I give him the glory because I serve a God that didn't snatch me out. But while I was still in it, he gave me more grace. He gave me more joy. He gave me more peace. He didn't get me out, but he gave me everything that I need. That's why you still on that job and ain't lost your mind. And ain't going crazy Cause God gave you everything you need To stay there Gotcha The church wants to be snatched out And God is saying there's more power in I ain't got to pull you out I'll let the boss try to write you up 17 times and yet you still don't get fired because I'll give you just what you need while you I need a praiser in here that know that the Lord has delivered you right in the mess you've been in. I need a worshiper in here to open up your mouth and give God the glory because he delivered you. I'm becoming offended. I'm offended. Because I'm looking at some people who want to be out. Move this. I need to sit. Who want to be out. They done pray, Lord, get me out. But they don't see that the same God that didn't get them out kept them while they were in. Could you be missing your praise? Because what you prayed for, he already did. <laughs> so, I'm just going to head and praise him by myself this morning. Forget you. I'm just going to go ahead. Because I serve a God that when I didn't have the money, I still ate every single day. I serve a God that when they conspired against me, God lifted up a standard. 
I serve a God that when I thought I was going to lose my mind, he gave me peace right there. I serve a God that when I thought they loved me, they hurt me. But I know a friend that sits closer than a brother. I serve a God that gave me everything that I need right where I am. I need some worshipers in here to open up your mouth, throw your head back, and give God a shout of praise because he delivers you in what you're in. that delivered me in it didn't have the money but I got a God that delivered me in it lights didn't never get cut off didn't have enough to make ends meet but I got a God that kept me in it I don't know how I made it and if corona comes my way I got a God that can deliver me church while corona was going on because i got to get to the secret place i got to get the place of hiding i got to get the place of covering i got to get the place of protection i got to get in a secret place no music i need you to open up your mouth if you serve a god that kept you You cried and it kept you. Depression came and it kept you. Suicidal thoughts and it kept you. Didn't have enough money, but it kept you. Open up your mouth and tell God, thank you for keeping me. Sickness hit your body, but it kept you. Didn't know how you was going to get the gas money, but he bought gas prices down. He kept you.
their safety in secret. Why is it secret? Because it's the place I can go to and fall completely apart when I can't cry in front of you because you'll talk about me. When I can't struggle in front of you because you'll question my faith. I got a secret place I can go to that I can cry my eyes out if I want to. I can roll on the floor. I can let it all hang loose. But I serve a God that gives me safety in the secret place. So that's why I dwell there. That's why I showed up to church. That whatever comes my way, I got safety in a secret place. Came to encourage somebody this morning. Couldn't preach to you about money today. Because you need to know you got safety in the secret place. That when one and one don't add up, go to that secret place. When your heart is overwhelmed, stop trying to call everybody and go to that secret place. When they're working your last nerve at that job, go in the bathroom and find that secret place. There's safety in the secret place. I want everybody to lift your hands. And I want you for the next moment, go right into that secret place of God. Go right into that secret place. Get exactly what you need in that secret place. You can tell God, I'm fearful, I'm scared. I, I don't know, I don't know how it's gonna work out, I don't know how it's gonna come together. I got confusion all around me. I'm tired, I'm weak, I, I don't think I can take another step. They done laid me off, they done, they done said I can't come back to work. I don't know how this money gonna come together. Go right into that secret place. I'm troubled. I battled with this depression before, but it didn't came back. Go right to that secret place. Give him exactly, tell him exactly what's going on in the secret place. And you gotta worry about everybody else. You gotta worry about what people think about you. But I promise you, in that secret place, you'll feel his presence even closer. As you pour your heart out, as you worship him, as you tell him exactly what's going on, you will feel God getting closer to you. Go right to that secret place. Go right to that secret place. I feel the Holy Ghost. I hear the Lord saying, some of you need this right now. You need this right now. The battle that's in your home, the battle that's in your mind, the battle that's in your emotions, you need this right now. Go to that secret place. Tell the Lord, I need you. I can't do this by myself. I tried to do it on my own. It's not working. I thought I was smart enough. I thought I was wise enough. I thought I had everything that I needed in order to do this. I tried to fight this like I fought the last thing. 
it ain't working this time. God, I wish I had somebody right there. I tried to fight this like I fought the last thing. It ain't working this time. And I'm confused. I'm confused. I don't know which way to go. I'm struggling. I need you to hear me. I need you to hear me. Tell him where you really are. Not the church in you. Not the, not the place that you're trying to impress other people. The real you. This is, this is a secret place. I'm battling in my flesh. I'm battling in my self-esteem. I'm battling in my worth. I'm battling in my value. Let's be real. And God, I'm getting dependent on other stuff that only you're supposed to fill me up with. And I see it. I see it. I'm slipping. So God, I need you. I can't, I want to be mindful because I know we got to be mindful of what's going on. So I can't um, ask you to grab your neighbor's hand. I can't ask you to do all that. But I think God is trying to get us beyond the place of always relying on somebody else to get our breakthrough. I don't know who this message was for on today. But you need this secret place. There's some of you that this is a 911 call for you. Hear me. This is not church as usual. This moment is a holy moment. I feel God. So if you're going to do what you always did, don't come up here, please. But as some of you, you, this is an emergency call for you. I'm not going to lay hands on you. I'm not going to touch you. All I'm asking you to do is just get on this altar. Fall before the Lord. This is a 911 call for you. He 
is my high tower. He is my high tower. Come on, if you're the audience, lift your hands right where you are. Come on. Who is worthy to be praised? Said I will call on the name of the Lord. Who is worthy to be praised? I will call on the name of the Lord. Come on, call him El Elyon. Come on. Who is worthy to be praised? I will call on the name of the Lord. Strengthen me, God. Who is worthy to be praised? Yes, God. The Lord is my pillar, my fortress, my deliverer, my God, my rock. Yes, God. Hey. Come on, I hear the Lord say, strength is coming down. Strength is, strength, strength. The Lord is my pillar, my fortress, my deliverer, my God, my rock. The Lord is my pillar, my fortress, my deliverer, my God, my rock. Come on, the presence of God is in this room. Come on, let me tap in. Come on, get what you need, get what you need. The Lord is my pillar, my fortress, my deliverer, my God, my rock. In whom I take refuge, he is my shield. He's protected me. And the hope of my salvation. He's protected me from me. He's my shield. My self-sabotaging behaviors. The hope of my salvation. My self-sabotaging behaviors. I'm gonna trust him on another level. I'm gonna trust him on another level. I'll be still and know. And the hope of my salvation. God. He is my high tower. Surrender all the way. He is my high tower. He is my yes, high God. tower. Let me hear the people worship. Come on, let me hear you worship. Come on, worship has a sound. Open your mouth. Come on. Open your mouth. If you're on the altar, if you're in the pew, I need you to open your mouth. Worship has a sound. There's strength in your sound. There's strength in your sound. Hallelujah. Yes, God. Yes, God. Yes, God. He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I want to prophesy this. I need you to hear this. That you will abide under the shadow of the Almighty. 
When you're in a shadow, that means there's something bigger than you that's in front of you that's blocking. I hear the Lord saying that some of you are getting ready to step into a season. The last season, the enemy had its way with you. But I hear the Lord saying, I need y'all to receive this by faith. You're stepping into a season now. I hear you, Lord. Where where the enemy used to get you, he can't even find you anymore. That what he used to try you with, that what he used to get you with, he's not going to get you with in this next season because you're going to be in the secret place of the Most High. I need a worshiping church right there to open up your mouth. Come on, open up your mouth. It ain't going to work this time. What used to get on my nerves ain't going to work this time. The self-sabotaging behavior I used to have, it will not work this time. Open your mouth. God, we surrender ourselves completely and totally to you. Let us be found in your secret place. We have a hiding place. When our heart is overwhelmed, we have a hiding place. We have a place where we can go to that everything we need will be there. So we declare to the enemy, no weapon that's formed against us shall be able to prosper. You will come, you will try, but it will not work. God, guard us on every side get so down on the inside of our spirit that when my flesh tries to take over, sit me down, shut me up. I surrender to you completely and totally. It's not about me. I kill every piece of pride. I surrender it in your presence right now. It's not about me. It's about your glory. Don't let me be the blockage for your glory happening in my life. Don't let me be the one that stops your will from happening in my life. God, if you got to shut me up, shut me up. If you got to sit me down, sit me down. But my answer to you in the secret place is yes. And even if I pray about it and you don't answer and you say no, I will still worship you. I will still praise you. I will keep my attitude pure before you. I will keep my spirit right before you because you are the most high God. And I dwell in your presence. So we glorify you. And we love you. And we bless your name. In Jesus' name. Give God the biggest praise you can right there. Come on. Come on. Give God the biggest praise you can. Everybody standing all over the building. Give God the best praise that you possibly can. Come on. your name God hallelujah hallelujah you are safe in the secret place so when fear comes take your bathroom break when worry comes find that secret place some of you when it comes to your lunch break you don't need to go get nothing to eat sit in that car and get in the secret place In the presence of the Lord is the fullness of joy. And his right hand are pleasures evermore. Every head bowed, I'm going to do this quickly. Every eye closed. If you don't know Jesus for yourself, if you're unsure of your salvation, you've never confessed the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, or you're unsure of your salvation, my brother, my sister, I came to introduce you to a man that could change your life and make you brand new. 
I'm going to count to three. I want you to surrender your heart to the Lord, surrender your life to the Lord, and lift your hand and say, Pastor, it's me. I want to surrender my heart to the Lord. If you've never confessed the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior or you're unsure of your salvation, just I'm going to count to three. I want you to lift your hand and say, Pastor, it's me. Secondly, if you're looking for a church home on a Sunday where people thought it was good to stay home, but you pressed your way because you were looking for something, you needed something from God. This is your moment. This is your hour. You know this is your church. You know this is where God wants you to be. I'm going to count to three. I want you to lift your hand and say, Pastor, it's me. I need to make this step. Whether it's give your life to the Lord or surrender, surrender your heart to the Lord or is it to join this church. I'm going to count to three and lift your hand saying, Pastor, it's me. One, God loves you. Two, today can be the best day of your life. Come on, let's do it. If I'm talking to you, lift your hand. One, two, and three. Lift your hand if I'm talking to you. Hallelujah. 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 All right, heads up, eyes open. Come on, give God praise for his word on today. How many needed this word on today? How many needed this word? How many know this is a rhema word from God? This is an on-time word from God. I want you to go ahead and be seated as we get ready to give at this time, as we get ready to give at this time. Um, we're going to give on the way out, but go ahead and prepare yourself because I want to pray for you. We're also going to do the birthdays at this time. Uh, for those that are here, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm going to do this quick. If I call your name, come on up here. Amen. We just want to acknowledge your birthday. Marcia Stokes, Gwen Carr, Talik Oliver, Tatiana Polk, Priscilla McAllister, Vanessa Phillips, Lydia Walker, Candace Witch, Chantel Williams, Olivia Bruce, Brendan Dixon, Crystal Mundy, Tyron Stevens, Tristan Stevens, Leona Howard, uh, some of these are youth, right? Jari Jackson, Jabari Bledsoe, Lauren Ashley Carroll, Amora Crawford, Shania Middleton, Rayvon Crawford, uh, Riley Dukes, Victor Bruce, Juanita Love, Teresa Clark, Wilhelmina Love, and Landria Caldwell. Amen. Got through all of them. Amen. All right, some of y'all stand on the second. Stand on the second. Amen. Don't breathe on nobody. Praise God. Hallelujah. Yeah, some of y'all go to the second. All right. Amen. Can we get somebody over here? Praise God. Hallelujah. Ain't y'all supposed to sing a song? To you. <laughs>
listen, we do have cupcakes for y'all, but you got to go to the cafe to get them, all right? You got to go to the cafe and get them. Now, I want to be clear. They're the only ones that got that get the uh, cupcake today. Amen. Oh, you got a list. Amen, all right? Because the cafe is not open today. Praise the Lord, all right? Cafe is not open.